Shalom to all. Today's office bubble comment off pay dollar. We are starting about the sixth line of the two dots with the words Tanya Idach. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas, Mars, Miram, Sarabas, Yaakov, Maisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah. And Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yechmiel, Mardachab, and Rechaim, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now we continue trying to bring various proofs how we know that when a person cuts off someone else's hand or blinds his eye or does some sort of other damage, this attacker is going to be charged only with money and he's not going to be physically damaged in exchange for the physical damage that he caused. So the Gemara says, Tanya Idach, we have another bride. So Rabbi Shemim, Rechai, Emmer, he tells us, Ain Tachazayin, Mamain. When it says an eye for an eye, that means a monetary payment. Now, there's a question. You say it's a monetary payment. Maybe we take his eye from him in exchange. And the reason why this is not so is because let's say a person himself is blind and he blinded somebody else. Let's say he had his hand cut off and he cut somebody else's hand off. He was lame and he made somebody else lame. Well, in this scenario, how would I fulfill the Pasuk? The Torah says, And what do we learn from here? It has to be the same punishment across the board. And since in these scenarios it wouldn't be possible, it must be a monetary payment is made anytime somebody physically wounds somebody else, and we don't exact that same physical wound on the attacker. However, Ami, they said, that's not a raya, my kusha, what's the question? Maybe where it's possible, we'll physically afflict that wound on the attacker the same way he did it on somebody else, and if it's not possible, then we won't do it. Then we'll patter him. Because if you don't say that, well, person's a trefa, which means he has some sort of physical defect, which is going to cause him to die within a year, if he kills somebody who's a shalim, my what do we do to him? We don't actually kill him, and this is because of a Joshua. El rather, where it's possible, it's possible. Where it's not, it's not. And we'll potter him. So we actually don't have a riot from here that ayin tachas ayin means we make him pay mamain and then we don't physically harm him. And we have another attempt to bear Bishmal Tana and the Bishmal Rabbi Shmala was taught. Amar the Pasuk says, Ken Yunasin Bai, so shall be placed in him. Venasina El Mamain, and when it says Nasina, that means money, which means that for the physical damage he caused, he's just going to have to pay money. As more if that's really so, El Meata, what about the first part of this Pasuk? Kasher Yitain Mumba Adam, the full Pasuk is Kasher Yitain Mumba Adam, Ken Yunasin Bai, Mamanu, does that mean the first part of the Pasuk is talking about Mamain? It can't be Mamain. It says very clearly in the Pasuk, Kasher Yitain Mum Ba'adam, when he flicks a person with a Mum, and that's obviously not monetary. Why are you saying the next part of the Pasuk, Ken Yunasin Bai, is talking about a monetary payment? So I mean, the answer is, Baby what do we need this other pasuk of for? It must be this extra pasuk is telling us that it's a monetary payment that's paid. So what do we need the first part of the pasuk for of And the answer is The same way the Torah needed to write to express that this word nasina means mama. So we also have the first part of the pasuk of Kashri Tein Mumba Adam. But you're right, that's not actually necessary because we have this other pasuk of the Ishki Tein Mumba Misai. So this is a valid proof. Now we have another Joshua Tiber Chiyotana, the Bishop Chiyot was taught, Amarkar, the pasuk tells us, Yad be Yad. And how are we understanding this? Davar Hanitim Yad Liyad, referring to something that's given from hand to hand, Umanihu, what is that? Mamain, that's a monetary payment. Meaning Yad be Yad is not being understood to mean a hand forehand and that we're going to chop off the attacker's hand. It means a hand to a hand. Money is given from one hand to another, so he has to pay money. Ask more El that's really so, regal beregal nami hachihu. Does that mean the continuation of the Pasuk that says regal beregal, we're referring to something that's given from foot to foot? What's given from foot to foot? 
people don't pass money from one foot to another. So, I mean, they said, another pasuk. let's say, says in the like he plotted to do to his brother. And this is the pasuk of Edom Zayman. Now, if we want to say the pasuk of Edom Zayman is telling us that we do to them exactly what they wanted to do to the other fellow, then Yad Biyad Lamali. What do we need the pasuk of Yad Biyad for? We wouldn't need Yad Biyad to tell us that if we're learning that from Vasi Semloi. It must be that when it says Yad Biyad, that's not supposed to be understood literally a hand for a hand, but it's understood figuratively, and that's referring to Mamain. Ask the more Regal Regal Lamali. So, what does it say Regal Regal for? And the answer is, I have Yad Biyad, because of Nami Regal Regal. Since the pasuk says Yad Biyad, it also says Regal Regal. We have another Joshua Bayom, Rabbi says, the proof we know that it's a monetary payment is brought from Brazil was taught in the Besmesh of Chizkia, the Tony of Chizkia. Now, what do we learn from this Pasuk? The Pasuk is telling us that we don't take a soul and an eye for an eye. If you want to say that literally it's an eye for an eye, sometimes it's going to turn out that it's going to be an eye and a soul just in place of an eye. Because while we're blinding the attacker who blinded the other person, he might end up dying. And the Pasuk is telling us clearly that we cannot kill him. If all he did was blind somebody, then we might blind him in exchange, but we can't blind him and kill him. And since he might end up dying while we blind him, it must be we're not talking about punishing him physically, rather with mamayin. However, the Gemara says it's not a raya. Umay kosho, why is that a question? Maybe we evaluate him. If he's able to handle the fact that we're going to blind him, so we'll do it to him. And if he's not able to handle it, so we won't do it to him. And if we do assess him, that he's able to handle being blinded. And we blind him. And he ends up dying while we do so. So he might slay us. If he ends up dying, so let him die. Didn't we learn by a person getting Malchus, that if they evaluated him that he could receive a certain amount of Malchus, and the fellow died before he got all those, so the person who was striking him is Pater, because Bezdin thought he could receive, let's say, 20 Malchus, and by number 15, the guy collapsed and died. So that's not Bezdin's fault, and they're Pater, and it would be the same thing over here. Maybe Ayin Tachazayin is actually literal, and when Reuven blinds Shimon, we're going to evaluate if Reuven could handle it, and if we think, okay, he's a strong guy, he could handle being blinded, but he ends up dying in the process, so we wouldn't be high for that. So there's no Raya from here. So we continue with more Raya's resume he tells us, Amr Kra, the Pasuk says, Pesatachas Pata. And literally, this means a wound for a wound. Now, what do we learn from here? That a person has to pay for the pain that he caused, even though there was also Nezek. Now, if you want to say that anytime somebody else wounds another person, we're going to give him that same exact wound, literally, the same way that Shimon had Tsar when he was wounded, so Reuven's going to have that same Tsar when we wound him as his punishment. So why would Reuven also have to pay money? Because again, that's why the Pasuk of Petzatachas Patsa is telling us that Ruvain has to pay for the pain that he caused Shimon. But if we're causing Ruvain that same exact pain, why would he have to pay money for the pain that he caused Shimon? So it must be we're talking about a monetary payment and that we're not actually physically hurting Ruvain, and that's why he has to pay for physically hurting Shimon. The Gemara says that's not a riot. my kosher, what's the question? Maybe there's a person who's very finicky, he's very delicate, and it's like he has a lot more tsar, and you have a fellow who's not delicate, less like tsara, and he doesn't have so much tsar. What would be the difference in this case? to pay him the discrepancy. Namely, let's say Shimon is a very weak fellow and he had a lot of tsar when he got this wound. And Shimon is a strong, sturdy fellow. And even if we give him the same exact wound, he's not going to have the same amount of tsar Shimon had. And maybe that's what the Pasuk of Pesach is telling us. Then in this scenario, Reuven would have to monetarily compensate Shimon for the extra tsar that Shimon had over Reuven. And we don't have to arrive from here that we don't actually physically wound Reuven when he wounds Shimon. The Gemara continues with another attempted proof, very similar, a published made Rav Amar. He says, Amar Kar, the Pasuk tells us, and what do we learn from here? The Reuven would have to pay for the Rufua when there's a Nezek. Now, if you want to say that when Reuven attacks Shimon, we're going to physically attack Reuven, 
The same way that Shimon needs healing because of what happened to him, well, Reuven's also going to need healing because of what we did to him for his punishment. So why would Reuven have to pay for Shimon's healing? They both got the same thing. So again, it must be that we're not physically harming Reuven. However, the Gemara once again says it's not a Raya. My kosher, what's the question? Maybe there's a fellow whose flesh heals very quickly, and there's a person whose flesh does not heal very quickly. What the difference be? To pay him the difference in that amount. Namely, Shimon does not heal very quickly, and Ruvain does heal very quickly. So perhaps we do physically harm Ruvain because he harmed Shimon. And even though Ruvain does have to go through a healing process, since his healing process is quicker than Shimon's, so he would have to compensate Shimon for the difference in their time in the healing period. And maybe that's what we're referring to. So no riot from here. The Gemara continues with more riots. Ravashi and Ravashi says, Asya tachas tachas mishar. We have Zereshava tachas tachas from Shar. Ksev Hachan says over here, Ayn tachas ayin. Ksev Hasman says over there, Shalom Shalom Shar tachas ashar. Emal on mamain. Just like over there, when a person's Shar is damaged, all the fellow has to pay is mamain. Afkan mamain. So to over here, when a person's damaged, all he has to pay is money. Ask the Gemara, my chaz the alphas tachas tachas mishar. Why is it seeming to you to learn tachas tachas from Shar? Nelev tachas tachas me adam. Learn the same Zereshava tachas tachas from a person getting damaged. The Slavit says, when a satan nefesh tachas nefesh. Malon mamesh, afkan mamesh. Just like when Ruvain kills Shimon, we're going to actually kill Ruvain. So to over here, when Ruvain physically harms Shimon, so perhaps we should physically harm Ruvain. So Amri, they said, don't say that. Learn damages from damages and don't learn damages from Misa. And the case by animals is referring to Nizakin, and that's what we're learning from animals and not from the case of people, which is referring to Misa. Asking more Adrab, we should say the exact opposite. We should learn what the Allah is by one person harming another from another scenario of one person harming another. And don't learn from a behemoth being harmed. So Ravashi retracts and gives a different drasha. El Amr Ravashi Ravashi says, We learn from Tachas Asher Ina. This is referring to where a man was Ma'anes a woman, and the Pasuk tells us that he pays money because he physically harmed her. And Adam Adam Nizikin Nizikin, this is a case of Adam Adam and Nizikin from Nizikin. So that's a raya that when a person physically harms somebody else, we don't physically harm him, we just make him pay money. And now the Quran seems to bring something totally different than what we've been understanding up until now. Tanya Rebelezer, Amr Rebelezer says, Ayn tachas ayn mamesh. Then eye for an eye means literal that we're actually going to blind the fellow who blinded the other person. Ask the mamesh You really think it means literal that we're going to blind him? Rebelezer doesn't hold like all these tanaim that tried to bring all these various proofs, some which were good, some which weren't, but all of them obviously hold that ayn tachas ayn is not literal. And you're telling me that Rebelezer holds that ayn tachas ayn is literal? So the answer is you're right. Amr Rabba tells us, according to some Gersais, it's Rava. what Rebelezer really means to say is she'en shamanus like eved, that we don't evaluate him like an eved. We had said originally that we evaluate him like an Eved, how much he was worth before the damage, how much he's worth after the damage. And Rebelez is just saying that we don't evaluate him like that. So I'm like, I asked him, Al Kaman. So how do we evaluate him? Kaman Chiron? Like a free person? Ben Chiron Mia Slave Dummy? Does a free person have a value? Free people aren't sold, so they don't have a value. So Alam Rabashi, Rabashi answers, Lemir Rebelez means to say, Shein Shamanusai Ben Nizik, we don't evaluate the damage based off of the one who was damaged, how much he would be worth as a slave, El Mazik, rather the damager. Even though the damager wasn't damaged, we evaluate him if he were to get this physical damaged him, how much would he be worth as a slave? And that's how much has paid, not based off of the nizik. And that's the only thing Rebelez is arguing in. And now we're going to have two stories. There was a donkey, the kata yad de yinuka, it cut off the hand of a child. Also came to Rav Papa Bar Shmuel, this case came to Rav Papa Bar Shmuel, Amalu, he told them, zilu shumu varim, go evaluate for this kid four different things. So Amalu, Rav, Rav told him, vanan chamisha tanan, we learned in our Mishnah that there are five different payments, not four payments. So Amalu, he told him, I'm saying besides for the damage, of course the owner of the donkey has to pay for the damages, that's pashat. The chedesh 
says that an extra four things are being evaluated as well. So Armalai Bayabai told him, Bachamarhu, it was a donkey that damaged Bachamar in Mishalm El Nezek, and Chamar only pays Nezek. It wasn't a donkey driver that did the damaging, it was the donkey itself. So why would a donkey have to pay for its Sarah Repo Shavas and Baishas? So Armalai told them, Okay, I thought it was a donkey driver. Zilushumulai Nezke, go evaluate the Nezek, and don't evaluate the other four things. As they told our Papa Bar Shmuel, he has to be evaluated like an Eved, how much he would have been worth before the damage, and now how much he's worth after the damage. So Amalui told them, Zilu Shaimu Ka'avda, go evaluate him like an Eved. But now the case takes an interesting turn. Amalui Avu Yanuka, the father of the child, told them, Lebeina, I don't want you to do this. Tazilu Bey Melsa, it's embarrassing. This is very degrading to evaluate the child as an Eved. So Amalui, they told him, You're causing a loss for this child. He now has his financial loss to him, and you, by not accepting money for him, are causing him this loss. So Amalui told them, Don't worry, Lechigadu, when he grows up, I'm going to appease him from my own property, but I don't want to go through this whole degrading process of evaluating him as if he would be sold as an Eved. Another scenario, Hutura, there was an ox, the Alas Yade de Yanuka, it chewed the hand of a child, also came to Rava, the story came to Rava, Amrulay told him, Zilu Ka'avda, go evaluate this child as an Eved. So Amrulay, they asked him, Amar Hud Amar, you yourself said, anyone who would have to be evaluated as an Eved, we're actually not going to collect that payment in Bavel. I won't explain this soon why that is. So Amrulay told them, the whole reason why I told you to do this is the Etafas in case the father of the child grabbed money from the owner of the ox, so then we would know how much money he's allowed to grab. But you're right, I actually wouldn't poskin how much his fellow is chayv to pay because this is a situation that we're not able to collect his money in Bavel. So now we focus on this din. Rav says, Nizke Shar Vashar, the Nezik of a Shar that was caused by another Shar, Nizke Shar Adam, or Nezik done to a Shar that was caused by a person, Governor of Bavel, that money could be collected through Bezin in Bavel. However, Nizke Adam Adam, damages caused to a person by another person, or Vinizke Adam Bashar, damage is caused to a person by a shar. In governance of Bavel, that cannot be collected through Bezin in Bavel. So now we ask Mashallah in this case, Adam Adam, Vinisca Adam Bashar, Deloy. Why is it these two can't be collected in Bavel? Because Elikim be'ino and Veleka, we need a fulfillment of this Pasuk. It says the judgment has to be brought to Elikim, which really is not Hashem's name, it's referring to the Bezdin, and we can't do so because it's referring to a Bezdin and Eretz Yisrael, who are experts, and Batidin and Bavel were not experts. Well, in this case, Shar Bashar, Bashar Adam and Ami. These damages as well that happened to Ashar, Hidalam is on top of Elikim be'ino Veleka. We need to bring this case to Bezin as well, and we don't have that in Bavel either. So what's the difference? Elamashna, rather you're going to say, what's the difference that Sharba 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 Adam, when a Shar is damaged either by a Shar or by a person, we're doing their Shlichos, meaning our Batidinim and Bavel, are Kiu like they're doing the Shlichos of the Batidinim and Eretz Yisrael, just like these scenarios, which both have to do with loans, and therefore we're allowed to judge such a case in Bavel, well, Adam 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 Bashar Nami. Also, one person is damaged, Shlichos Ayakov Dinon, why don't we say that we're doing the Shlichos of the Batidinim and Eretz Yisrael, just like a Dois Valvois? What's the difference? So, my answer is Ami, they said, when is it considered that we're doing their shlichos, but me the kimlon That's only something that we're experts in, something that we know. But me the delay kimlon something that we're not experts in, like the shlichosayu. We're not concerned to be doing their shlichos. And when a person gets damaged, this requires an assessment of the person's value, or assessment of the tsar, or the ripoy, or the seves, or the baishes. And since we're not experts in that in Bavel, so therefore we're not doing their shlichos. However, Ami the ask, sharba, 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 adabanami. Even when a shark gets damaged, either by a shark or by a person, like kimlon we're not experts in this because this requires an evaluation or an assessment of the situation. So why is it that we would judge such cases in Bavel. You would simply go out and see how much an ox is sold for in the marketplace, and therefore it's fairly easy to do such a thing. Well, also when a person is damaged, we should do the same thing. Let's go see how much a slave is sold for in the marketplace. Furthermore, a payment of kefel or that's a set amount. So we should be able to carry out their shlichos, and we should be able to pass in such cases like that in Bavel. So we still don't have an answer. What's the difference between a shark getting damaged? We will judge a case like that in Bavel 
versus a person getting damaged, you won't judge a case like that in Bavel. So they said, no, when they say they were doing the shlichos of the beds in Eretz Yisrael, only in a case of mumness, but when we're dealing with the case of kanas, such as kefal or dalav we're not doing the shlichos. However, the Gemara asks, if so, when a person gets damaged by another person, that's a case of mumness, that's a kanas, and so we should be doing their shlichos and judging those cases in Bavel. So we have another attempt to answer when they say that we do their shlichos, only with something that's common, one person damaging another, which is not common, so we wouldn't do their shlichos. How the market is asking, what about embarrassment and pagam, a person being worth less? That's fairly common. So we should do their shlichos. So when it tells us, Amri, they said, that's true. Rev Papa, who was in Bavel, he collected 400 zuz for Baishas. So we actually would judge such case in Bavel. However, the Gemara says it's not true because while Lacey, Rav Papa, wouldn't hold Rav Papa. Sent a message to Rav Nachman in regarding a payment of Baishas in Bavel, and Rav Nachman sent back to him, Chesda Chesda, Knasa Kamagos Bavel, you're collecting Knas in Bavel, so we see that Baishas is not supposed to be collected in Bavel. Back to our original question. So we have another attempt at answer. When is it that we do their shlichos? Meaning, when is it that we're going to judge these cases in Bavel as if we're the shluchim of the Batidin of Eretz Yisrael? That's what Melsa the shlicha is bechasrin kes with something that's common and it involves a real loss of money. Avol Melsa the shlicha v'lets bechasrin kes something that's common but it doesn't involve a big loss of money. Inami Melsa the shlicha v'es bechasrin kes or something that's not common but it does involve a loss of money. Like the shlichosayu, so then we don't carry out their shlichos. Hilkach. Therefore, Adam by Adam, when a person damages another person, Avol Gav the even though there is a real monetary loss, since it's not common, so we're not doing the shlichos. And in regards to Baishas, even though that is common, there's no loss of money. When a person gets embarrassed, it's not like he's losing money, so we're not going to do their shlichos. And therefore, all cases of a person getting damaged are not going to be judged in Bavel, as opposed to a case of an animal getting damaged that will be judged in Bavel. We continue discussing this. When a shark gets damaged by a shark, we're going to collect that money in Bavel. Rava said, if a shark damaged, we don't collect that in Bavel. So we analyze this. The Azak man, who are we talking about that the Shard damaged? Even if we want to say the Azak Adam, that the Shard damaged a person, my ear is Shard Azak Adam. Why do we have to be discussing a Shard damaging a person? I feel Adam the Azak Adam. We can even say that we're not going to judge the case because of a person who damaged a person. The bottom line is, is that a person was damaged. So who cares who damaged him? Nami and Governor said Bavel. That's also not going to be collected in Bavel. El Pshita the Azak Shard. It must be that we're talking about a Shard damaging another Shard, the Katani, and what was taught in Governor said Bavel. That's not collected in Bavel. So this is clearly contradictory to what we've been learning until now. So Amri, they answered, Hasam Batam. Over there, Rav was dealing with a Tam. Achamud, over here, we're dealing with a Muad. And since the payment of Tam is Knas, that's why it won't be judged in Bavel. But payment of Muad is not Knas, that's regular money, that's Mamanis, and therefore that would be judged in Bavel. Asked Marva, Amr Rav, Rav said, In Muad Bavel, there's no such a thing as a Muad in Bavel. How do you get to an animal being a Muad if we're never going to judge it in a Tam case so it can never become a Muad? So Amri, they answered, It became a Muad over there in Eretz Yisrael and was brought over here, so already had the status of a Muad in Bavel. Asked Marva, That's something that's not common. Then an animal is brought from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, and when we're dealing something that's not common, you already said that we're not doing the shlichas of the Bezdin over there, and therefore we're not going to judge this case in Bavel. So our answer is the Asr Abanim, the Hasem, Yadua Hacha. We're talking about whether Abanim of Eretz Yisrael came and they warned the person over here, and that's how the animal was turned into a muad. Asking more, Saif Saif, Moslech At the end of the day, this is something that's not common. But Amritin, you said, Moslech Chicha, look how the Nishlech That if it's something that's not common, then we're not doing the shlichas and we don't judge such a case. So our answer is Elki what was Rav talking about when he said that we're going to judge a case of an animal getting damaged in Bavel? In the case of Shane and Regal, they're always muad for these damages. We know they always paid Nezek Shalem, and that's a case we're going to judge in Bavel, as opposed to a different case, such as Karen, which has to go from Tam to 
Mu'ad, that would not be judged in Babel. So there's no stira. Now continue to explain the Mishnah we had said, Sar Kavai B'shpoid, Oiv Masmer V'chulu. How do we evaluate Sar? So if a person was burned with a spit or harmed with a nail, so even though it didn't wound him, he would still be paid for its Sar. So nothing where it says, Sar Shalom Kam Nezek Mishtal Mantano. Who's the Tana that says that one has to pay for its Sar even though there's no damage that was caused? So Marav Rav says, Ben Azai, it's Ben Azai. The Tanya of Bresa, it says, Rebbe Yom Rebbe tells us, Kviya Nemer Tchila. First, the Pasuk tells us about a Kviya, a burn. And Ben Azai, Ben Azai says, Chabur Nemer Tchila. The Pasuk is really talking about a Chabura. Now, Micah Mephagi, so what's a Machalikes? So Rebbe Sav, Rebbe holds Kviya Dolas B'Chabura Mashma. Then the Pasuk says the word Kviya, a burn, and implies a burn that did not have a Chabura, a wound along with it. Cause Rachman Chabura. And then when the Pasuk afterwards wrote the word Chabura, Legaluya Allah the Kviya, that's coming to tell us about the Kviya that was just mentioned, the Ispa Chabura in, that if there's some sort of wound inside this burn, so then one would be high for it, you lie lie, but if there wasn't a wound inside this burn, so then one would not be high for it. Uben Azim Ben Azim says that no, Kviya Ispa Chabura Mashma. That when the Pasuk says Kviya, that's Mashma that it's a burn that has some sort of wound in it as well. And Kazrach Man Chabura, when the Pasuk writes Chabura afterwards, Legaluya Allah the Kviya, that's revealing what the word Kviya means, the less Chabura, that even if the Kviya, the burn, does not have a wound in it, one would be chayv for it. So we have this Machalik Benazai and Rebbe, if one's chayv to pay for Tsar, Shaloi Makam Nezek, and clearly our Mishnah is Benazai. However, Maskelar Papa Papa asks the following The opposite should be true, because we can explain as follows Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, Kviya Namar Tchila, that when the Pasuk says the word Kviya first, Savar, he holds Kviya de Isma Chabura Mashma, then this word Kviya means it's a burn that has a wound in it, cause Rachman Chabura, and then when the Pasuk writes Chabura, the Galuya Allah de Kviya, that's coming to tell us about Kviya, the less Chabura, that even if there's no wound in it, one would be chayv for it. And Ben Azaymer, Chabura Namar Tchila, when the Brasa tells us that Ben Azay says that Chabura stated first, so we can explain it as follows Savar, Kviya de Lesbe Chabura Mashma, he holds that the word Kviya is Mashma, we're talking about a burn without a wound, and cause Rachman Chabura, when the Torah then writes the word Chabura, the Galuya Allah de Kviya, that's coming to tell us about the word Kviya, the Isma Chabura in, only if it has a wound in it, one would be chayv for it, you lie lie, but if there isn't a wound, one would not be chayv for it. Maskana Kaimi, and they're going on the Maskana, the end of the Pasuk, and not the beginning of the Pasuk. Namely, you try to explain the Machlaikas between Rebbe and Ben Azai based off of how they understand the first part of the Pasuk, and therefore you try to say that our Mishnah is Ben Azai, well, we could explain it the exact opposite way, which would then show that our Mishnah is Rebbe and not Ben Azai. So there's no Raya. Inami, alternatively, we could explain the Kol Yalma Kviya, Bain de Isba Chabura, Bain de Lesba Chabura Mashma. The word Kviya itself can imply that either this burn has a wound in it or it doesn't have a wound in it. Bahachan over here, what's Machlaikas Rebbe Ben Azai? They're arguing about when we have a klal and prat that are far away from each other, meaning the words are not right next to each other, and that's dealing with these two words, kviya and chabura. Rebbe Sava Rebbe holds ain't done nice of a klal prat, that we're not going to learn it as a klal prat because the words are far away from each other, and therefore we could say that one bichayv to pay for tsar for pain caused, whether or not a chabura was caused along with the burn. Ubenazi Sava Ubenazi holds done nice of a klal prat, that we would learn it as a klal prat, and therefore he limits that one would only have to pay for tsar if there was a chabura inflicted along with the kviya, the burn. Bechitem, if you want to suggest, chabura l'rebi l'amali. So according to Rebbe, what do we do with the word chabura? The answer is, l'dam yaseirim, it's to say that the person would have to pay extra money. Namely, when Ruvain burned Shimon and also caused nezek, he also caused the chabura, he would not only have to pay for the nezek, for the chabura, for that wound caused, he would also have to pay for tzara in this situation and not think that he could get away just with the nezek. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow. Continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.